Welcome in, everybody, to another uh, episode of 410 Sports Talk Live, of course, here getting you ready on a Friday night for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Indianapolis Colts matchup. I'm James Haskell, along with my co-host Glenn Martin, and of course DK in the background running the show. Uh, we missed DK last show, man. He was, you know, doing Lord knows he what. He got in at the end, but, but he was. He did. He did. He was one eye. He was half lit. You know. <laughs> but uh, no, it's glad. It's, we're glad to have you back for the ride, DK. Um, and uh, hopefully, you got to close some business. All that being said, it's Friday, Glenn. It's yeah. Friday. It's going to be an exciting weekend. I'm looking forward to. Uh, Obviously, this game and uh, there's a Look, lot. You ran, t- you ran out of Baltimore. Let's just call it what it is. You escaped this tropical whatever the heck we plan. have coming. We had our this way. plan like two uh-huh. months ago. Yeah, you bailed on us. Is what you did. You saw <laughs> the weather and you got the heck out of there. Um, that, that is something we're definitely going to get into. What the yeah. expected weather is and how that could affect this game. This is a yeah, game where I think everyone who was you know doing the preseason predictions win loss picks this as a win but look there's a lot of injuries we got to get into and yes. the weather certainly can make things interesting so yeah especially with and we'll get into this especially what their defensive strengths are you know what i mean mm-hmm. that makes it even more interesting so we'll definitely get into that but yeah let's start with i think it's a great point glenn let's start with the injuries because i think we got some big ones here if you're not a ravens fan you might not consider some of the ones that we're going to discuss big but if you know the ravens intimately like we do and all of you watching then well, not I think too that- intimately Right, not too intimately, but um, <laughs> then uh, certainly I think that you'll know some of these names uh, are are of concern. So, uh, DK, what you got for us here? All right. Obviously, we got Odell Beckham Jr., um, and, I mean, I think it's a foregone conclusion at this point he's going to miss this game, but we don't expect this to be long-term. Obviously, he hasn't practiced at all this week. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Janavian Clowney, of course, just, you know, recovering from he, – he practiced Thursday, Friday, just recovering from an illness. I'm not too concerned about that. Maybe he had a little – little bit of the bubble guts, you know, something like that. It was non-COVID, um, so that was nice. Right, yeah. So he he maybe ate a cheeseburger too too many the night before um, and just hung on for a little bit. But this is the one I want to get into, Glenn, and that is Justice Hill, who also seems to be a foregone conclusion that he is out this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I want to spend some time here because the other ones I think are names that we already know, right? We know Marlon. Yeah. We know Tyler. We know, well, Adopte, this is his first week, but we know he's out. He hasn't practiced at all and Marcus Williams. Uh, but I think, is well, between him and Odafe, I think those are the two most impactful players that uh, weren't already on the the injury report, right? Like, those are two mm-hmm. big names, don't you think? Yeah, this is kind of reminding me of the Ardarius Washington injury of last week, where it's like we didn't see Justice Hill get hurt. Right. But now he's dealing with what's being called a turf toe, which we know can certainly linger. It's, it's not a good injury as a, a guy who needs to – Mm-hmm. You know, make quick cuts and and it's all them and, stutter steps, dude. Come on, justice. You know, it's not it's not what you want to see because that turf yeah, toe no. can stick around. So, mm-hmm. but what this does is it makes it a lot more obvious as to why they had Kenyon Drake in, why they were kicking the tires on some other veteran running backs, and you know, we were like, why is it just for depth? Well, this is why because it's pretty clear justice isn't going to be able to play. So this is going to yep. be the Gus Edwards and Melvin Gordon show. Now, Kenyon Drake is on the practice squad. Assume, I assume he'll be elevated game day because you want to have three running backs. But I got to imagine he's got some catching up to do because, yeah, he was here last year. Brand new offense. Totally different offense. Yeah, and, and he said there's some overlap and there's some verbiage overlap as well. But he's still got a pretty steep learning curve to be any bit productive this, this Sunday. So to me, 
this is a clear indication we're going to see a whole lot of Gus. Because, yeah, Melvin's on the team, and Melvin's been with the team for quite some time now. But I don't think anyone saw anything out of Melvin Gordon in the preseason or in training camp that said, all right, this guy's ready for a big, big role. I think they'll use him sparingly, uh, and we're going to see a whole lot of Gus Edwards. Yeah, and I think that – look, anytime you say that sentence – I think it's a good thing for Baltimore. I think it always has been. I think it will be, obviously, until Gus is no longer an effective football player. But not, not too many problems with that, right? I, I think that uh, it goes right along with the weather and the type of game that we're going to have to have a guy like Gus Edwards who is, I would say, at his style of running is, a, is you know, if you talk about the running backs there in his category of a runner, mm-hmm. I think he's he's right up there with, with pretty much all of them now. I know that a guy like, you know, Derrick Henry and, it kind of stands alone as far as that downhill power running, but man, Gus is right up there with all the numbers and efficiency and everything else. Mm-hmm. And obviously you guys know I beat the drum on, on uh, my God 35 all the time, because I think he's a, he's just an excellent underrated football player, but yeah, it's, it's certainly going to be the Gus Edwards show this week. We need to make sure that, mm-hmm. you know, we don't get sloppy with the football and, and keep getting positive plays. But uh, I think all those things will will be in line with one Gus Edwards. Now, Adafi Owe, I want to talk about that as well. And I know we'll get into the defense, but since we're on the list, obviously we got Clowney, who's been playing well. We got Ajabo. Um, mm-hmm. Bowser isn't back yet. Uh, are you concerned about the lack of pressures that will be – the lack of pressure we'll, we'll be able to uh, generate with a guy like Adafi out? I mean, he's been playing – yeah, I know he hasn't gotten yeah. the sacks, but he's certainly been getting – in and around the quarterback, right? Yeah, I, I'm I'm certainly concerned with Adafi being out because now this is going to make a guy like David Ajabo have to play way more snaps, yeah, uh, way more run snaps, certainly, that they wanted him to play. And yeah. I'm confident in Clowney, but yeah, I mean, I, I think anytime your, 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 your depth takes a hit, then it makes everyone else pick up more snaps, which, of course, increases the chance of injury for everyone as well as I think it lowers their effectiveness when you're coming in fully juiced up because you've had a chance to to sit and catch your breath. Yeah, it's a lot different than being forced to play 60 snaps and take on tackle after tackle. You know, in a in a run game, which I expect this team to run the run the ball a lot with Gardner Minshew. And yeah, so I'm I'm worried now. The the yeah. counter is it looks like John Harbaugh has announced that Jeremiah Moon will be elevated on game day from the that'll practice be fun squad. to see. And we saw a lot from him in training camp and in the preseason, and he impressed. And now yeah. he impressed going up against primarily backups and not ones. But this is your shot, Jeremiah. Let's see what you got. Let's see. Uh, you know, it's a shame that we have um, Malik Ham on IR because, man, I was really getting juiced yeah. up what I was seeing from him, even though he's undersized. Mm-hmm. But, hey, this is this is an opportunity for Jeremiah to, to see what he's got because there's not a lot – like, yeah, we got depth, but there's not like that guy. Like, there's right. not. So, if Jeremiah comes out and shows that he can be trusted and make impact plays, then I think this won't be just a one week thing going forward. Yeah. And I'll, I'll put, I'll, I agree with you. I'll uh, also put another name out there. That's Tavius Robinson, right? This gives him an opportunity yeah, to, you know, to expand his role as a player. We've seen some moments from him in, in, like you were kind of talking about in a, in, a, you were talking about in a, in a much a more narrow scope of responsibilities, right? But that's obviously going to widen now. And so go out there and show us what you got. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they use the other guys, like you said, that are quote-unquote depth guys. If any of them do naturally pick up to a defending the run better than even in a job. I'm not saying that they're better than a do- than David Ajabo, but just at that specific task, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to kind of see how that's 
weighed in uh, to this whole equation. But certainly those two guys, I think, are the ones to key in on this week. I'm not so many starters, though. dude. Yeah, that's what I say. I'm not like I'm not disregarding Odell Beckham Jr. either. Um, But the other guys just seem to be newer, fresher to the list and less unknown. When Odell went down last week, I was like, and he didn't come back. I was like, okay, well, he's at least going to be out a week or two. So um, you're kind of already psychologically past that. But for the Colts, uh, you know, I I think obviously the biggest name is their quarterback. And of course, that's Anthony Richardson, who is still out with a concussion. And uh, he was playing well. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the when he went out with the concussion, he had two rushing touchdowns that that game, um, had them you know steam it, you know uh, doing well, and and uh, I'm kind of bummed that we don't get to play against him because I think he's just an exciting football player. He's got a lot to learn. He's raw, but uh, guys like that are fun to watch. I never, mm-hmm. I didn't want to beat the Ravens, but certainly this changes the equation for the Colts um, offensively with with your guy under center not playing. Yeah, Gardner Minshew, as far as backups go, he's definitely got to be considered one of the best number yep. two quarterbacks out there. So yep. it's not like they don't have – it's not like the Bengals who are turning to a guy who has had zero snaps in his NFL life after Joey Burrow might be forced to miss. This is at least a guy who's got some clout, made, won some games in the league. And to some degree, he you know he's he's certainly further along as far as like his ability to, 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 to read defenses, his ability to, you know, he's seen a lot more than Anthony Richardson who's played one year in college and been knocked out of the only two starts he's had in the NFL. So yep. while you're, you're avoiding the athleticism, which I think is a big thing because I don't think Roquan and PQ as much as they have been playing like absolute monsters want to go chase Anthony Richardson around the field. So I think overall it's a, it's a benefit that Richardson is out, but I, I don't think, Gardner Minshew is a guy who can't make plays. He's certainly a talented guy. I think the actually the bigger, I think the biggest names on this list are the two offensive linemen. Talking about Kelly and and Nelson. Ryan Kelly is a big loss yeah, for them yeah, at yeah, center. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's already been ruled out. I think Quentin Nelson's going to play, judging yeah. by the full participation in today's practice. Uh, but he's got a toe injury that could limit him as well. So those are their two best offensive linemen, and they're yep. both banged up. One of them's not playing at all. So, hmm. yeah, we're banged up on the offensive line, sure, but we've seen those guys come in and play pretty well against a good Cincinnati Bengals front. They, they, the Colts don't know what to think about who's coming in at center. So Yeah, and our boys on the inside aren't to be underrated. No, no, we got yeah. some some true aren't monsters in there as well. Fast. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, injuries on both sides, obviously more substantial for the Ravens. However, we've seen at least one week where – the backup for Marcus Williams, Geno Stone makes a hell of a play. Ronnie Stanley's backup, McCarry blocks his absolute ass off all day. And Tyler Linderbaum's back. Mustafer, he plays himself a well. contract. Yeah, they signed his ass quickly to That's a real right. contract. So, yeah, I, I, I'm feeling pretty good, even though we have, I mean, how many starters is on that list? Holy. Yeah. I mean, every person on this list is, a, there's no like, there's yeah. no slouches on that right. list. They're all impact players. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, man, that's a, that's a tough one. But like you said, we've seen it done. I, th- I think the Ravens still have the depth, the firepower, and and the right pieces in place. Eight still under center, so uh, yeah, it's knocking on some wood here. That's right. Um, but let's get into it. Uh, uh, let's see. Sean Pisker, Pisker says, I feel this is a trap game. I still think we win, but this game will be closer than we think. Um, Sean, I, I don't know if I would consider this a trap game. It's a little early. For yeah. A I mean, I see what he's saying. You come off an emotional high of the Bengals yeah, yeah, win. Yeah. And you play a team, everyone and their brother is going to pick you to beat. 
Mm-hmm. I can see why you would call it. I, I I will say this. I think he's right in that it'd be closer than we think. But I mm-hmm. think the biggest impact of that would be the weather. Yeah, that's interesting. And 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 I think we should probably talk about that um, before we, you know after injuries before we get into offensive yep. and defensive matchups. Let's talk about this weather because what's the what's the name? Oh, DK DK just lost his graphic. That's okay. He's gonna pop back up in a second. Um, but it's Ophelia. That Ophelia. Yeah, Ophelia is coming. Ophelia, it's a, uh, a trap. It's a uh, tropical. What do they call it? Oh, I can't remember the name of it. Tropical but it wasn't disturbance. It yeah, it wasn't tropical storm like I'm used to. It was something that sounded far more severe. But as right. you can see here, got a high of 69 degrees. But the big one there, 98 percent chance of precipitation. It's going to be gusty out there. Um, you know, winds 10 to 15, but I'm sure it's going to gust higher than that. I'm, I'm, I'm just, you just never know when it's a nasty, mucky game, how the ball could bounce and a, a certainly a lesser talented team could sneak a win mm-hmm. in a game like this. Well, I'll tell you who does know. Who's that? Uh, anybody that's ever grown up playing football in Florida. You don't think they've been dealing with this forever? Yeah, but not it's, with the cold. It, well, 69 ain't bad though. I mean, that's you're true. right. But I think that's the true. stickiness, the humidity. It ain't bad wind. at all. <laughs> no, just. By the way, my two races ago, that was my uh, bib number. Tanya got there and started cracking up. Nice. <laughs> that was the first thing she said when she saw me. She's like, nice number. But uh, anyway, now this is a, a family show. Um, yes, the uh, but I th- I think that that experience, like I feel I feel like Lamar doesn't worry as much about that as he does like the dead cold, my opinion. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't talked to the guy, but like when it gets real cold out there, I, I-, I got to imagine – just being less familiar with that, it, it's 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 a big concern. So, uh, Sean says similar two. Oh, similar to when we beat the Chiefs in Week Two, then almost laid an egg against the Lions. That's a good point. I mean, mm-hmm. like you said, Glenn, it's an emotional game, but it's a different team. Yeah, and uh, John usually is well at preparing. We don't have Hollywood it. dropping three touchdowns like he did against that Lions team. That's right. <laughs> getting hit in the face with the yeah. ball practically gosh uh yeah so um let's hope let's hope that's not the case sean but i think it's a fair concern to have yeah it's substantiated yeah. so uh all right let's get into these matchups mm-hmm. um i always do this glenn i always depend on you for statistics statistics one day i will get my act together um, now do you want me to i mean i guess the the it, biggest thing here is that like we can talk cold statistics but just like you said it's gardner Minshew under center Exactly. So, so it's, it's kinda, like, you know, you kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater with this one because he's a totally different player. I, I really want to talk about some guys that we need to uh, focus on from uh, you know, our offense and their defense first. And then when we talk about their offense, I think really we should just focus on the guys because even mm-hmm. stylistically, it's going to look different, right? Oh, certainly. But those two, they're very, very different. Yeah. I mean, they're oil and water. They're very little, you know, to nothing in common as far as how they play the game of football and the fact they play the same position. But, um, this is going to uh, – I want to talk about their defense because I'm sure that our expert, Kevin Hickey, who we're going to have on at the tail end of the show, is going to come on and talk about these same guys when we ask him about the defense. But, you know, you talk about DeForest Buckner. You talk about Quiddy Pay coming around. You know, mm-hmm. obviously Shaq. Uh, and then – and the Zaire Franklin. Like, mm-hmm. they got some – some machine. Big, yeah, they, and they got some big boys up front. They got a solid O-line uh, and uh, – or, excuse me, D-line. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that there's a true disturbance. See, it's a tropical disturbance. Um, it's actually a tropical cyclone is what it's being oh, called. Oh, perfect. Right. Like, that's not scary. Perfect. You know. Dude, what old... is going on in the back of your in your house right now? Because oh, you your hear dogs that? Can are you hear going that? It's my in-laws yapping dogs, man. They're hard to oh, dogs, yeah. let's be honest. 
No. All right. Give us, give us some, give us uh, some breakdown. I'm going to go quiet them down. Yeah, absolutely. So Zaire Franklin, as far as I know, is leading the league in tackles right now. Uh, linebacker has 30 tackles through two games. Uh, so, and, and he's not even the most famous linebacker on their team. Of course, Shaquille Leonard, they're very highly paid linebacker, uh, you know, gets most of the name recognition, but Zaire Franklin, 30 tackles through just two games is absolutely insane. And then DeForest Buckner, as far as defensive tackles goes, I think there's probably like three in a class of them by themselves. And that's Donald Buckner and, uh, from the Steelers. Uh, oh my goodness. Hayward. To me, those are the three. And then, well, I guess, oh no, Chris Jones. I almost forgot Chris Jones. But those four are really all, you know, very, very, very close in talent. And I think it's a pretty steep drop off. DeForest Buckner's as good as it gets. He is disruptive in the run. He's disruptive in the pass game. He's got already two sacks from the D tackle position. Um, it, it's not something you, you're normal to see from the D tackle, a guy like DeForest Buckner. So he is absolutely a problem. Like Jimmy mentioned, Quiddy Pay. Coming around the edge, he's one of those guys that took a couple years to kind of get it going, uh, but he certainly seems like he has now. He's got two sacks as well. And he's finally healthy. And that helps as well. You know, he's finally healthy for sure. So, Craig Fox, did you already read this one? Nope. I'm down in North Carolina. The wind is no joke in this storm. So, I don't know how close is it to hitting. Like, when when are we going to – Tomorrow it it hits us pretty good, starting tomorrow. And and I'm hoping that – uh, you know, it'll get it, it kind of most of it out of its off its chest before come <laughs> Sunday. But right. look, I think they're going to be playing in some rough weather. I don't, like the rain is one thing, but the wind, Jimbo. Wind is another thing. Yeah. That's another yeah, whole yeah, beast. Yeah. yeah, I tell you what, though. It's always – everybody's played football in the rain as kids, whether it's at the highest level or in your stinking backyard, right? Because it's mm-hmm. fun. But, man, the ball gets so dang heavy. Now, I guess it's different in the pros where you're always keeping the ball dry. Cycle it, yeah. Then, mm-hmm. like, we got the same football we used for four Waterlogged. years. Waterlogged. Yeah, yes. it's just a, it's a big old brown turd. Like a medicine around. ball you're trying to chuck That's it. That's right, exactly. But the other thing is injuries tend to happen yeah. when the footing isn't, isn't secure. And yeah. that's another thing that makes you worried is are mm-hmm. we going to see another rash of injuries hit them? Mm-hmm. Can't predict it, but you certainly got to gotta look out for it. Yeah, now um, – when we're talking about, I, I'm sure you did a, while I was getting the dogs to be quiet, I'm sure you did a good job of talking about these guys already. So I kind of want to talk about our offense and, uh, you know, how we match up against these guys, some keys to the game, breakout players, stuff like that. Cause it's going to be interesting to see. I yeah. think, you know, I feel like last game was a well-balanced diet for the Ravens offense. They played harmoniously the first game. Certainly there was moments where the past game looked good, but uh, you know, in the red zone, we went with the run game. Lamar had no passing touchdowns. Uh, so, It'll be interesting to see how Munkin plays it. But one thing I'll say, Glenn, that I think is is uh, turning out to be true that we said, because a lot of people guessed about the identity of the offense. One of the things we said was we believed they were going to be a bit ambiguous in their identity, right? To be able mm-hmm. to uh, change on a dime the way that they play stylistically from game to game based on opponent, you know, weather, whatever yep. the health, whatever the case may be. So it'll be interesting to see how they play it this week. But um, one of the things I want to talk about as far as my offensive key to the game is last week we we played so well on the offensive line i think that was the one biggest difference in the game mm-hmm. was that lamar was comfortable he felt confident you know what i mean he just looked good back there right he looked calm and collected and all of that facilitated everything else happening in in that game my opinion right? i'm not saying that's the only thing that was great but i think that you know a lot of that credit goes to the o-line so to me You've got to neutralize some of their strengths. You talked about the Forrest Buckner, Quiddy Pay, amongst others. 
the guys in their front seven are the meat of their defense. Mm-hmm. So we've got to neutralize that. Our offensive line has got to build on the last game they had. Uh, and DK put it up run game time. I think the way that you do that in the rain, you've got to go forward. You got to go forward. It's got to be hard as heck to pass protect in the rain, and it's got to be difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I say neutralize their 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 strength and keep it going. You got to win up front in this game for sure. This makes me think of you remember the Niners Ravens game? It was rainy that. Oh yeah, it had like eight or nine sacks or something. Yeah, it was just something crazy, right? So uh, it Adam. could end up being something like that. Uh, but yep. anyway, that that's my key to the game offensively. Yeah, I think that's that's a good point. They're definitely strongest in the front seven. That's mm-hmm. the part that has you worried if you're playing the Colts. Their secondary is their weak point. But, you know, a, a lot of people say, well, it's rain. It, to me, if the wind isn't crazy, the rain doesn't scare me as much, obviously, as the wind. Because when it's raining out, I, I think the, the receivers have a big advantage because they know where they're going. They, the, the corner doesn't know where the receiver's going. So if you're trying to check a guy and he makes an unexpected cut, and you try and match you know, the quickness of that cut, it's a good chance that you're going to lose your footing on a super rainy, yucked-up day. Now, if the if the wind is so strong that Lamar can't deliver the ball in, in a proper spot, then it's going to be tough to take advantage of it. But I, I do think, even though it's raining, you still have an advantage wide receiver versus their secondary. So I don't want to see them go away from it completely, even though – you know, obviously the ground game is going to be important in this weather, but to me, it's all about no self-inflicted wounds. We saw the Ravens mm. bounce back in a big way from a penalty standpoint. They didn't have near the penalties or the yardage that they had in week one. Uh, but also we didn't see a ton of negative plays, period. Like no sacks against Lamar. We didn't see hardly any tackles for loss that I can remember. And we don't expect that to be the case this this week either with big old Gus running. So the my big thing is just no self-inflicted wounds. Keep the penalties down. Obviously, turnovers are a huge factor in a game where yeah. weather is where weather is you know being this big of a a factor in the game. So, no self inflicted wounds. If you just even if it, you punt, that's okay. Punting is perfectly fine on a day like tomorrow or Sunday when you're playing an offense that doesn't have a ton of firepower. Because look, look, their offense is uh, eh, we're gonna get into it. It's not it, it doesn't scare you. I'll put it mm-hmm. to you like that, especially not mm-hmm. with Jonathan Taylor, but. Yeah, I think that's a good point, Jimbo. Their strength is up front. If you can mm-hmm. somehow neutralize that and don't hurt yourself, then I think you're in good shape. For sure. Absolutely. I agree. I agree with you. Numbers says, what's up? Love tuning into the Glenn with one N. Gets roasted show. Nah, psych. No roast today for me. Love you, boys. Let's get this dub Sunday and go 3-0 for the first time since the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ himself. Go Ravens. Have we not been 3-0 in history? Is that what he's saying? I think. So, I or mean, obviously it, 14 and two, we didn't, we started what? Oh, and two, right? Yeah. Uh, one and two, maybe. Yeah. We had two losses early though. I think it might've been one and two, but either way. Oh, right. Cause we won with, we, but we beat Miami. Then we lost to, we got blasted the by the Browns, but then we lost another one. Didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, we yeah, lost yeah. two we in a row. One and two. The and then we went on yep. to win 12, right? Or is yeah, my math wrong? Straight. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, this is uh, appreciated, Numer. Yeah, I mean, man. you're 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 a legend. But yeah, I hope they definitely if they go three and zero. I think the uh, rest of the division is in for a tough weekend mm-hmm. this weekend, mm-hmm. and it could already start to see some separation in the standings, Jimbo. Yeah, and I'm not mad at it by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Um, all right, so let's talk about our breakout players. I think it's interesting. Little foreshadowing here: who we have considering the weather. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. We we happen to both have wide receivers. I'll let you go first on this one. I think you got a good one. 
um, based on what's going on. But talk to me about him. Yeah, with OBJ out, I've, I've liked what I've seen from Rashad Bateman. I mean, yeah, he's been overshadowed by Zay Flowers and others. But to me, I've seen I've seen the old the old uh, Rashad Bateman back. You know, and improved, I, right? Don't you think he looks so smooth? He looks good, and I think he's going to have a much bigger role this week. So the reason I, I, I picked Rashad is because I remember, you know, he's the kind of guy you can get him the ball, and so is to your, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but you, you got a guy who's pretty darn good at this too. But I, I what I like about Bateman is I think he's right now flying a bit under the radar when yeah. it comes to other DCs, whereas I think Zay is certainly not under anybody's radar at this point, and Mark Andrews is, you know, the staple. So I think Bateman is going to receive the least amount of attention of the, the primary three targets. And I could have put Nelson in here as well. I think Nelson could have a big game as well. But I put Bateman in there because I love his yak. And I think if it's a game where you can't let the ball travel too many air yards, you're going to want to get the ball out of your hands quick. And I like Zay's too, but I think Bateman's shown the ability to take a short pass and turn it into a big, big gain. And so that's what I'm predicting. I'm predicting that they'll get him the ball, some sort of a short pass, whether it's a, a bubble screen or a short slant or some sort of crossing route, drag route. They get him the ball. He makes some somebody miss, and he takes it a long, long way, Jimbo. Yeah, I, I'm I'm okay with that. I mean, I think just like you said, he's got the ability to hit a lane, and you know he he has that top end straight straight speed. And Lamar said he looks faster than he used to, so that's exciting to to hear. My guy, of course, not no surprise, but um, I'm not going with a dark horse this week. Uh, I didn't go to Dark Horse last week on Mark Andrews, but uh, Zay Flowers, so I'm going with. I just want to add a bit to my description here. I think he's going to get his, his – he doesn't have a tutty, right? Who's that? Yeah, no. No, yeah, I think he gets his first touchdown. I think he gets 100-plus yards. You talked about it, Glenn. I think that the way that they get Zay the ball in short-yarded situations mm -hmm. and having to defend him uh, in a one-on-one -on -one scenario uh, where it's rainy and wet, I think is really to the disadvantage of the guy that's trying to tackle him. I think it's going to be a problem. The dude gets gets separation in perfect conditions. I think this is really going to be a problem for a defender that has a guy like Zay Flowers coming out with a full head of steam, and uh, you gotta you gotta try and stop him. So I think he ends up with a lot of yak in this game, hundred plus yards and a touchdown. I almost said two touchdowns, but I figured I'd just stick with one. Let's not get crazy here, Jimbo. We got to leave enough for Gus. Yeah, no, absolutely, because there's going to be a big dose of Gus, right? That's, right. That's your guy. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, all right. But yeah. I think both of them could show out. I think this is a game where I, I yeah. hope that what I hope for is that I just don't want to see any sloppiness. You know, I don't want to see any balls on the ground from Lamar, you know, all that because the rain is going to cause some challenges. And another thing they got to do is get their footwear right, Jimbo, because what yeah. I don't want to see is Zay catch the ball That's and it. try and put a move on someone and he does an inadvertent split in the middle of the field. Uh, so, Got to get the cleats right for this weekend, but I, I'd hope we'd have the advantage in that regard being as a home game. Yeah, I agree. I, I That's definitely a concern, and I agree with that as well. But ultimately, I think that our offense matches up favorably against this defense. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm looking forward to what we can do uh, in that matchup. Now let's kind of flip the, the, the coin to the other side here. Talk about the Colts offense and mm -hmm. the uh, Ravens defense. Uh, now – as far we kind of talked about this, let's just really focus on players to watch, right? Because Glenn, you said it. Gardner Minshew is probably a top three, five. I mean, clearly top five, like backup quarterback. Probably a top three backup quarterback in the NFL. A proven guy, smart mm -hmm. guy, calculated. Certainly a game. I, mean, I call guys like Gardner Minshew a game manager plus 
because he can be a game manager, but he also has the ability to be bit, a bit more than just a game manager. Like Tyler Huntley's a game manager to me. Gardner Minshew is a step better than that. And I like Tyler, obviously, but I think that Gardner Minshew is just a a little bit above that where he can make the big player two to win the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, with that being said, I mean, I think as far as his help around him, uh, Michael Pittman is the guy. He's a you know big, rangy receiver. Uh, but I want to talk about one guy that you talked about going on the radar, and I think he had a decent game last week as well. Of course, Zach Moss, I know him well, played at Utah, but I think because Jonathan Taylor's out, everyone's like, oh, we got a cakewalk in the, in the backfield. If you remember, Zach came out of the draft. I think he was a fourth rounder to Buffalo. And really what happened to Buffalo is they don't care about the run game. Like, let's be mm-hmm. honest. They just mm-hmm. don't care. But Zach is a three-down back, and he had, you know, he, he can be productive in the passing game. He's a good blocker, and he's a good runner. He's just solid at everything. I'm not saying he's a superstar. But certainly, if you're in a game like this, if you're not disciplined with your tackles, he's a bigger mm-hmm. guy, right? If you're not um, disciplined with, you know, not only your tackles, but your assignments, right? Like, he can do some things to make, like, life difficult for you. So, I think that's another guy certainly to keep an eye on. Uh, it's not just, oh, it's not Jonathan Taylor, so it's no one. They're, they got a guy back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they didn't week one because week one, Moss wasn't able to suit he was up. Injured, right. And they had a guy, Deion Jackson, go in and carry the ball 13 times and gain a whopping 14 yards. Right. Uh, so Zach Moss was a breath of fresh air. He had 18 carries last week for 88 yards, just yeah. under five yards a carry right. with a touchdown as well. That's, so, that's a game, man. And he's a, he's a, I mean, in college, he was a bell cow, right? Like mm-hmm. every, I think he probably touched over 300 times his senior year, right? Like it was just. And he's a good player, but let's be let's let's be you know pretty clear. The Ravens' run defense is yeah no joke no no no. And no, so no. even with a guy like Oway out, who's a heck of an edge player at this point, I still expect the Ravens to to play the run very very well. Even even with you know even if let's say Quentin Quentin um Quentin Nelson, Nelson ends yeah. up out out there, even with you know their best guard, probably the best guard in football, uh, I still expect the Ravens to to bottle them up now. You mentioned it. Michael Pittman is their their guy on the outside. He's got 23 targets, which is by far and away the most through the first two weeks. He's got 16 catches, 153 yards, and he has one touchdown so far. But they don't have any speed on this team, Jimbo. Like, I, I look around, I go, who scares you? Like, they're, right. yeah, Michael Pittman's a big body, and he can make contested catches, and he you know he can make the tough grab over the middle. He's, he's a good player. But I just don't feel like they have that complimentary piece. Josh Downs, the young guy, he's he's had a decent start. He's got seven catches for 67 yards so far through two games. But after that, those two guys, I mean, you're talking about two tight ends who I've never even heard of as their <laughs> next two biggest target getters and pass catchers. So I, I just think they don't really challenge you at all through the air. It just doesn't scare me in any way. And even with the fact that they lost another corner, uh, in our Darius Washington, yeah, I'm still not intimidated or scared by their passing attack, even if it was perfectly clear weather or raining, whatever weather. I just have no fear of their passing attack. So to to me, I mean, yeah, you worry about Zach Moss, but that's all you really gotta worry about, unless you completely lay a lay an egg, uh, you know, against Pittman or Downs. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh cornerbacks i mean i i just kind of want to skip ahead real quick i know we're gonna get to our defensive keys of the game but i'm just gonna tell you now oh here we Bra- go brandon stevens is my breakout defensive breakout player of the game and you kind of it's funny because without even doing so right like you kind of uh broached the topic as to why i think that's the case the weather bodes in his favor 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Gardner Minshew being a backup quarterback bodes in his favor. I think they're going to be down, so even in the weather, they're going to have to be forced to throw. I think that Brandon Williams gets his hand or Brandon Williams, Brandon Stevens gets his hands on a football this week and gets an interception. Uh, he's what? Like, yeah, that's right. All skills, Brandon. That's right. He finally gets it done. I just want to say right. that this is an incredible statistic, right? And look, if anyone out there says that they called this other than me, I'm calling complete bs mm-hmm. it's exactly what it is i don't want to hear it because i talked to every insider i talked to everyone no one stuck up for brandon stevens like this guy right here no one no one just, just want to read <laughs> i'm still not ready to put my name next to brandon stevens okay <laughs> i just want to say this 30 snaps and you know in coverage four targets two receptions. one on one coverage the one-on-one coverage, excuse me, right. Yeah. In one-on-one coverage, he's had 30 snaps, four targets, two receptions, 19 yards, one forced incompletion, and a 63.5% passer rating. The boy is balling out and deserves his flowers right now, right? He's playing his ass off. And look, there's been no doubt for much of, a, 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 much of Steven's game. It's just... Like you mentioned, you said he's going to get a pick. I he's would be stunned it. if he got a pick because... He's got encyclopedias for hands, so mm-hmm. he can stick with you. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to catch a ball when your hands are two books. You know, like it, 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 he's got like uh, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, except instead of say, he's got two dictionaries as as hands, and so yeah, he's a he's a he's a good player, and I, I know they love his toughness. He'll smack you. I mean, he'll let you right in no the mouth. Fear, makes no business decisions. Zero. Oh yeah, there's there's no business decisions to be made. But he just has zero hands, which is crazy because he converted offensive player in college, which yeah. is just crazy. Yeah. No, you're you're yeah you're right. I mean, it's crazy to think about because it is it is an he is an offensive guy by nature, right? Like he only played what one year as a DB in college. But I think that lends to the fact that he's just simply still developing. What's happening now is that he's he's it's a development, right? Now he's not only staying in your hip pocket. He's mm-hmm. making the progression this year is he's making the moves on the ball, right? Like he's breaking and he's doing those things. Now give him some time to not get too excited about it. He knows he's there. He's disciplined. Boom, makes the interception. And we're headed the other way, baby. So I say Brandon Stevens gets it done this week. Uh, okay. uh, Br- uh, Gardner Minshew is going to throw him a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's going he's gonna to get his hands on it, baby. Well, I'm going to say hey. my breakout player is going to be Mr. Kyle Hamilton. He's been quiet. Mm in the first two weeks. Haven't heard a ton. He did make that huge tackle against Irv Smith last week that would have just went for a 100 yards had he not made that tackle. But I think this week, the reason I picked him is because I expect him to, to at this point, start helping out more in last year's role. I think we will see more of Kyle Hamilton coming down in the nickel, helping out as a, as a dime corner. I think we'll see him deployed in some similar fashions as we saw last year not just because of the necessity because of injury, but also the weather I think is going to, I mean, I just can't imagine Gardner airing many balls out very deep. So I think the, the primarily the attack will be short and maybe intermediate. So let's get our best players into that short and intermediate area. Let's get Kyle Hamilton down there and let's see some of what he showed us last year. Like it. Uh, and I think he'll get, he'll get his hands on like a tip ball or, or, or her force a fumble like he did last year. It was a big, big fumble. He forced, I think against the Bengals. If I remember correctly, um, but some some player or another, Kyle Hamilton's going to make a big one. And then to me, the key to the game is tackling in space. We saw the Ravens do a masterful job last week, led by Geno Stone and and 
and uh, and Patrick Queen, and of course Roquan. But I think this is going to be really important this game because the balls again. I think if they're going to throw it, it's going to come out quick, and they're going to look to get guys in space and hope mm-hmm. to make some guys slip and fall mm-hmm. and turn something short into something longer. So tackling in space is absolutely vital in a game where the footing is going to be uncertain. Yeah, I I uh, think that that's huge, and I'll add to that. Uh, I think that, and I talked about playing from a lead. Offense has something to do with this, but you got to put it all in Minshew's hands, right? I said don't underestimate uh, Moss already. Dude, as you got to come up with a new key, dude. Every week you well, tell us to put it in the quarterback's hands. I didn't say that about Joey. I said oh, yeah, not him, about Joey, but you did against, but you did against Stroud, and, and now, it made sense. Well, that's true. I mean, they look. Could, yeah, you're not going to do it against Joe Burrow because they no, already right? put the ball in his hand. Right. Time. You don't – right, exactly. You want to keep the, the you know, the big plays to minimum tackle and keep everything in front of you. That's that's what you do with Joey Look, I wouldn't have said that if it were if it were Richardson because Richardson – Hold on. You wouldn't have told him the letter rookie beat us? I would have said it us? differently. No, I would have said it differently. <laughs> I would have said it differently. I would have said it, but in a – yeah, I would have framed it differently. I would have packaged would, it a little different. Yeah, I would have simply said – Make Richardson turn into <laughs> a pure you. passer. Oh, okay. All right. I thought you right? said Right? Like, that's Richardson the idea. And I'm not saying he can't, but because he's a rookie, I think that would be difficult. So, if you can bottle him up, keep him in front of you. But I think with Minchu, let him throw it 50 times. Let him, that's his That's his nature anyway. He's the, you know, he's the Daisy Dukes wearing, cowboy boot wearing, RV living, gunslinger, right? Like, he's a gunslinger. Let him gunsling. It ain't going to mm-hmm. work out. Like, it's just that mm-hmm. simple. It isn't going to work against his defense. So, Give him what he wants, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I gotta yeah. say. Yeah, let him let him feel nice and uh, yeah, confident throwing the ball around, and then he's gonna start throwing to the wrong team. Right. Just don't let Moss do eighty-eight for or, or eighteen for eighty-eight in the tutty. We yeah, gotta keep that, that under control because the guy is capable. I'm not saying Jonathan Taylor, but he's not a slouch. Is my point. Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. He can. He can. He can Here. do his thing. So my key to the game is stop the run. How about that? That I better? like it. I like it. Is that yeah. better? Yeah, All those little, other things will happen if you stop the run. Fair point. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and look, I feel for I, all. can't say I didn't uh, make that the same one this week now. It's officially stopped the run. All I know <laughs> is next week, I'm going to be watching your keys to the game. Oh, every and week. it's Deshaun Watson. So you know what I know I'm what you're going to do. You're going to say, make Deshaun <laughs> beat you. I know it. <laughs> no. Um, well, look, Deshaun, he's going to have to beat, beat everyone because Nick Chubb is out. So Yeah, their best offensive player is kaput. Now, Kareem Hunt is look good in practice is what I'm hearing. But yeah, and we'll he's see. no Nick Chubb. No, 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 no. But he's not bad. He's not a bad. I, it's no. kind of odd that he was still sitting out. I guess probably some of the off-the-field stuff is the reason. And I think he was waiting for the right opportunity, too. Gotcha. I bet yeah. you he got calls. I think he was waiting for the right opportunity. And this is the perfect opportunity. Well, they were desperate. So he probably yeah. had him by the gazungas. Exactly. And he got, you see, he can get it paid up to $4 million Oh, yeah. I'm sure he had a little negotiating power when That's he was right. in there. That's right. Um, but, Jimbo, without further ado, it's time for our favorite part of the show. And uh, it's time for our weekly competition. Uh, and, of course, this segment is brought to you guys by BetUS, uh, where the BetUS is the OG in sports betting. Uh, they are not only are they the OG, but they're I think they're the most generous in that not only will they match your initial deposit up to twenty five hundred, but they'll give you a little extra on top of it. They'll match one hundred and twenty five percent of your initial deposit up to twenty five hundred dollars. It is free money. Mm-hmm. I think the line right now is eight and a half. 
I think it could be a long, long weekend for the Indianapolis Colts. I just don't see how they put enough points on the board to hang with what the Ravens are going to be putting up this Sunday. So I would say go with what you know. Uh, Of course, gamble responsibly. Only gamble with what you can afford to lose. Uh, But check out BetUS. They are, I mean, they have everything from in-game bets, player props, season-long bets. I mean, you can bet on the coin toss and the length of the, and the length of the damn uh, what is it? Uh, the national anthem. You can yeah. you can bet on anything at Have BetUS. Don't forget to use our promo code to get that match of 125%. And just let us know your successes. Yeah, let me also add to that. If you are, like I've been in other scenarios where you're trying to get friends or family to get interested, so you're not watching the game by yourself. There are plenty of games I prefer to watch by myself. There's always those friends that you're like, they ask a million questions. And you're like, dude, I'm not in the mood. Like, Stop. You know, or they're like cheer at the wrong times. They're like cheer for the wrong thing. You know, yeah. Um, it's a fumble and it's recovered by their defense, and they're like, yeah. And you're like, dude, I'm gonna punch you in the face. But um, you have you have plenty of friends or family who you want to watch the game. This is an easy way to get them excited about it. Mm-hmm. Let's do some. Let's have some fun on Bet US. Let's bet on the national. Trust me, they'll be glued to that dang TV like their life depends on it. Yep. And ultimately, this helps the show. It's a fun way mm-hmm. for you guys to have some fun and help the show. So we appreciate the support. Uh, back your boys at 410 Sports Talk and uh, mm-hmm. use the link that's in the description. That's in yeah, the description. Buddy. Awesome. Yeah, buddy. Uh, but yeah, let's get right into it, Glenn. I'm excited to talk about it. I'm a bit nervous because I forgot to consider the weather on some of these, but I'm I'd be I'm nervous too when it. you're taking on the G, man. I'm uh, well, I am 2 0, so not too much to be nervous about, but um, yeah, did you I'm change anything? Nothing. I'm sticking with my conviction because 2 0 and I shoot from the hip, baby. You do shoot from the head. I'm not changing. It to you. Yeah, yeah. Just quick answers. I saw okay. you filling it in. I think we were filling our answers at the same time. In the same time. I saw you go right after me. Yep. Bing, yep. bing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, a little hey, gamesmanship. I, I like it. I like it. Nothing wrong with it. All right, DK, what's the first one we got? All right. Over under number one, Gus Edwards. Oh, and let me actually back up. All you guys can, of course, participate in our competition if you're new mm-hmm. to the show. Mm-hmm. This competition, not just for us internally. It's for all you guys. The winner gets a t-shirt or if it's second time winning, you get a hoodie. So mm-hmm. just simply uh, message us with your answers before the game starts in the comments after this video is over, not in the chat, in the comments or uh, with any of the social media handles that you see above Glenn's head. And DK will identify the winner and, and we'll let you know who it is and uh, some swag will show up in the mail. But number one, Gus Edwards rushing over under 69 and a half yards. The last game he ran for 62. Glenn, what say you, my friend? This is an easy one for me. With the with the absence of, of Justice Hill, yep. J.K. Dobbins, and really the ineffectiveness of Melvin Gordon, I got to say this is a slam dunk over. I think he goes over 100. Wow, over 100 for old over Gus Edwards. I like it. Mm-hmm. He, I look, like he's going to be slippery. He's already yeah. hard to tackle. Imagine it's, a slippery his, Gus his long, Edwards. His long's going to be like 11 and a half. <laughs> hey, you know it'll I mean? be a bruising 11 and a half. That's right, dude. Because, but it won't, you know, because other guys, you'd be like, oh, he'll break off for a 40. That's just not yep. Gus's style, you know? Not not saying he can't do it, but that's just not how he, how he uh, makes the donuts. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I uh, went over as well. I went over before I considered the weather. That's how much faith I got in this guy. So, uh just saying. Okay. Uh, D- DK, what you, you went over. DK went over as well. So we got clean mm-hmm. sweep here. Uh, all mm-hmm. right, let's go to number two. Over under. Lamar Jackson completions 26 and a half. Last week he had 24. I'm a bit concerned about this one. <laughs> this is the one you're um, referring to where you didn't yeah, check the weather. I didn't consider the weather. So talking He's sitting in like, California going, 
Isn't this how it is everywhere? No, That's right. no, no, not not in Baltimore. Uh, yeah, I say under because just because of the weather. Mm. I think uh, he'll be somewhere around uh, twenty-two completions is where I'm I'm, I'm figuring. But uh, yeah, this is obviously a, a game for the ground attack. Mm, it's gonna be interesting. And I, Glenn, I was on the keyboard ready to change it, and I said, "Nope, don't do it, dude. Don't I'm do it." I see you talking me into it because you know it's you a know? bad answer. You know, but I'm you gonna stick let, with it. You gotta let one of us. I'm gonna ride because I'm saying I'm just gonna I'm saying Lamar's gonna rip it, dude. I'm not saying they're gonna be long passes. Yeah, you don't it's have yeah. short stuff. That's it. You know, short 26. stuff. That was also Jimmy's nickname back in high school. Potentially. <laughs> but uh look, 26 and a half, they'll get 28. Dang, get 28 that's a lot of completions in the rain. But okay, yeah, all right. 20 to 22 uh to you know, 10 to Zay. Some short ones. <laughs> yeah, that's your guy, right? That's right. Just some short. Just give him some dunks. Just take yeah. and dunk it over there. Oh, and that's the other reason. I'm glad that Bailey got bees brought this up because the reason that I went with over because I didn't consider the weather. The big thing was I thought, okay, we talked about it. The meat of their defense is up front. Well, let's mm-hmm. go after that secondary that's doo-doo anyway. Now, yeah. like you said, weather is going to change this equation, but I don't think they're backing down. No, so. no, I agree. Oh, by the way, did you see Rashad Bateman was fined sixteen thousand for that crackback block? Oh, so dumb, dude. They are quick to take thousands and thousands. Can of we dollars. free football? Like, can we free the game of football, please? Like, can I mean, we stop ridiculous. over legislating like, football to take money? Especially because some of these guys they don't have the big multi-million dollar right. deals. Like, you're taking money out of these guys. Uh, he's pockets. a first rounder. So well, I he mean. does, but I'm saying there's oh, so right. many guys around the league that get. Yeah. You have thousands and thousands of dollars taken from it's be and then where's the like if I hear it's going to a good place I'll be less upset, but where's this money going? It's that forty four million dollar year year salary to old uh, uh oh what's if it was name? going to like the older players in healthcare for like the Hopefully. guys who made this game what it is then I'm right. I'm less upset about it but yeah. but look, so quick to take that money man yeah football is ruthless and barbaric there's an old saying keep your head on a swivel hey offensive player or defensive player. Head on a swivel, bro, or else you pay the price. It's the big leagues. Well, I mean, he got thrown. He got a penalty. Yeah. Is that I not mean, enough? I mean, you got to go to that. Man. I mean, you could charge. You could maybe, if you're going to find him, a, maybe a couple G's, maybe. But you're right. going to find him that type of scratch. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's brutal. But uh, um, what do right. we got next? Yeah, what do we got next? Here we go. All right. Ravens tackles for loss over under two and a half. Last week, just one. Mm. Oh. One tackle for loss. I guess that's the clowny sack. That's that's not very good. So what do you think, Jimbo? Over under. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm distracted. Uh-oh. I'm pretty sure my son just uh, hurt himself, but he'll be okay. I'm going over here because I think that they get Minshew twice. Dang, dude! I heard that, dude. I thought that yeah. was Nathan. No, I'm just kidding. I think they get Minshew twice, and they get uh, Zach in the backfield at least once. There's going to be some broken plays in the backfield for both teams because yeah. of the weather, right? Not necessarily broken, but. You know what I'm saying? Like a defender is going to slide through. Somebody's yeah. going to try and break away and slip. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think you get Minshew twice. and you know, He's trying to evade guys and it's rainy. And then and then you get to the back once. That's all it takes to be over. I don't think that's asking too much. So I'm going over. No, well said. And I think uh, both me and DK uh, firmly agree. So no, no more needed there. Let's move yep. on to the next one. Colts turnovers. One and a half is where DK said it. Last week, the Colts had zero. The Ravens had one takeaway from the Bungles last week. So what do you think, Jimbo? Over or under one and a half takeaways from the Colts? 
Yeah, I'm sticking with under. I think the lone takeaway is my boy Brandon Stevens get his hands on the football. Okay. Now, yeah, there, I, it's also fair to say there could be a lot of fumbles. Yeah, the ball could get slippery. I mean, yeah. you never know with that ex- quarterback-running back exchange or center-quarterback exchange, the ball could end. And that's what I predict. I predict a fumble, not an interception this week. Okay. But I do predict a fumble. I'm going to go under. I think Kyle Hamilton's going to be involved again, like I mentioned. I think he's going to pop one out with maybe an aggressive tackle in the flat, which could be a a game-changing play. But, yeah, I'm going to say under. DK says over. He thinks it's going to get a little sloppy out there for the Colts. And, honestly, I'm hoping DK's right about that one because I think if we win the turnover battle in a a weather-impacted game, that's that's a huge indicator. Uh, but I'll say under as well. Yeah, um, and I think DK, just like you say, he's got a, he's got. There's logic there for sure. Like obviously, the chat agrees with DK over, over, over. Um, yeah. But sometimes I think the weather's funny. It just ends up having an impact in some games and other games. It just doesn't. You know, it, I don't know. It's just kind of mm-hmm. goofy that way. Um, all right, let's go to. Let's see. That was the last of the over unders. Well, the original four. Now we'll go to the tiebreakers. Yep. The, right. Yep. Yeah, you yeah. got it. Okay. So the first tiebreaker here is, of course, the total score over under 44 points. I put mine in. I didn't see what you guys have, of course. I'm the only one that went over. Um, <laughs> What's and, mean, of course? And I'm Because well, I'm the only one that picks the Ravens to score points here, apparently. What? So, so uh, I'm going over the Ravens. Dude, I got us winning 32 to nothing, bro. What do you Wait, mean? shut up. No, you do not. I got him scoring more than you, bro, and giving up way less. I'm saying 30 to 16. The Ravens win this one decisively. Over uh, my total being 46. Look, we don't, the, the score prediction doesn't matter as long as we get the over 40, under, right, right? Yeah. All right, sure. good. So I'm going to say sure. under, and I'm going to say the Ravens win 40 to nothing because oh I believe gosh. in our team, unlike oh you. Gosh. See, you think they'll give up look, 16 only th- points to these nasty calls? They give mean, up, they, how many did they give up to the Texans? Texans offense is way worse. Man, dude. So, yeah, I got us winning 40 to nothing, folks. So, you know who likes their team and who okay, doesn't. We'll see who's right. Uh, <laughs> see how I flipped the whole script on you, Jim? Yeah, only because <laughs> you know the actual score doesn't matter. That's why. That's, That's the exactly only reason. Right. That's exactly right. I know. Uh, DK agrees with me, however. He says under, and he also says yeah. 40 to nothing. Oh. Um, so, no, DK put down 400 to nothing because DK would. <laughs> he also predicted us to run for 6,000 yards this game. <laughs> all right and then the last tiebreaker is the closest to the pin for the ravens total yards for the game oh, let me see. do i have the most as well of course i do oh actually Look, dk usually gets this one yeah but i kind of i kind of did dk a little dirty on this one oh, I, you did glenn you know what i wanted the low number because of the weather and dk picked 325 jimmy says we're gonna go for 375 so I said 320. So anything less than really 323, I'm winning. Okay? And look, I need a win, Jimbo. You do. Because you need I at should be at the top of the standings. I should yeah. be. Why is that? No. That's just it's how objective. I feel. That's just oh, how I feel. Oh. But it's objective. I mean, it's objective. Yeah, but I feel like I should be at the top. And so um, I need to get there. Okay? You know? Good luck to you, my friend. I need to be at the top of that podium. I'm, right now, I'm standing in the bronze section, dude. I don't want to be bronze. I want to be like gold. me on fantasy, dude. Exactly, dude. I want to be platinum, baby. I want to be at the right. top. So, 
Um, but yeah, again, guys, if you want to participate, yes, you can, please do uh, message any, all your over under answers and your, and your tiebreakers uh, to us on one of the social media uh, handles above, or you can wait for the live to be over and put it in the comments below. If you have to edit your comment, don't edit it, just delete it and start a new one. Cause if you edit, it, it doesn't tell us when that comment came in and we can't verify that it was entered before the game kicked off. So, uh, it's a big weekend in, yep. in a sense that the Ravens, I think could, start to kind of start separate themselves a bit. There's only two undefeated teams left in the AFC. It's us and the Dolphins. So we're already seeing how tough this AFC is and how even the best of the best are already taking L's. So yep. if the Ravens can somehow start 3-0 and in this tough AFC, that's a heck of a way to start this, uh, this season. So I'll be rooting for them like absolutely crazy. Uh, but without further ado, we do have our, our guest, our right. special expert. But – Go ahead, Jimbo. I just want to say I want to intro him because I'm on my way out the door. That's my right. wife has has prepared a has has uh, reserved a birthday dinner for me and my family. My birthday is yeah. coming up, which I'm, I'm excited about. But uh, the one, the only, the friend of the show, mm-hmm. Kevin Hickey, with the fresh haircut, the best baseball player we have on this show. <laughs> That's right. Welcome, of course, the edit one of the editors at Colts Wire. Mr. Uh, Kevin Hickey himself, how are you doing, my man? I'm How's doing dinner? great, man. Thank you so much. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank I didn't you. know that. That's it. awesome. Um, big 33, baby. Hey, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank uh, you. Yeah, washed up baseball players. So let's let's get that uh, let's get that clear. I always forgot. You know, I forgot about the pipes you got, Kevin. I mean, you come yeah. in here. So sultry, dude. I that's mean, the, it's man. the mic. It's the mic. The mic makes me sound like that. <laughs> He's got the chain on. He's ready. Hey, we're to feeling go. good. We're feeling good. We got the little fresh cut. That's you right, know. man. Yeah, yeah. Hey. I appreciate Look, it, guys. You, you boys have a great time, Kevin. Thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely, um, Glenn. I'll talk to you soon. DK, I'll talk to you soon. I'm gonna win. I just want to say this. No, it's his. It's a. Uh, it's Hispanic Heritage Week, of course. Okay. So, Bumble's Ravens, let's go, baby. That's the catch. That's the catchphrase this week. Bumble's Ravens, vamos a ganar. Orale. Love that. I'm out of here. See. All right, See man. My man. All right. Well, appreciate you uh, again uh, jumping in with us here, Kevin, and giving us a, a Indianapolis perspective. Um, before we get into this this game, we know that Anthony Richardson's not going to be able to suit yeah. up, but I still want to get your take on the young rookie because to me, he's been impressive. I mean. Yeah, he's been knocked out of the games, which you don't like to see. You want to see him finish the games and gain some more experience. But, I mean, it, it, it to me, if you look at, like, what he's doing in Indy and compare, like, Justin Fields and what's going on in Chicago, like, he seems way further ahead than a lot of people were expecting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even I think – I mean, the Colts were pretty high on him, and a lot of a lot of the analysts around the Colts were pretty high on him, at least, you know, compared to, um, you know, other draft analysts. But I think I think he is, you know, way more ahead of, of what they thought he was going to be in terms of his developmental plan. I mean, really, the big thing for him, obviously, is just the experience, right? 13 starts in college. You're you're it's almost an entirely different sport going from that to the NFL mm-hmm. and just being a starter. And you got to be the guy in the huddle. So I think the biggest thing for him that's been so impressive is his ability to get the play calls out, spit the play calls, make sure everybody's doing everything right, make sure every all the protections are correct, make sure everybody's in their right spot, make sure he knows what he's doing. And then on top of that, he's still able to make some changes at the line. It's not He's not doing anything crazy, but um, I think he's been very impressive in that regard. And then the physical game for him is just, 
you know, he's got to let that take over and it, and he will, and he has. And I think that's why a lot of people have been, you know, even I've been a little more impressed with the stuff, especially the intermediate, the intermediate throws. Cause that's where he really struggled in college, but he looks like he's got a lot better timing, at least even compared to the preseason, um, a lot better timing, a lot better rhythm. Um, you know, he, he'll have misses. That's, mm-hmm. that's pretty, uh, that's pretty evident. And that's going to happen just because he's so young, so inexperienced, but yeah, I mean, we've been pretty impressed, and it, it, it is a bummer that he can't play this week because I was really looking forward to that matchup. I really was I was really excited to see how him and Lamar were going to trade blows. But, um, yeah, I mean, all things considered, it's been a pretty uh, optimistic start in Indy. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, it's, an, it's pretty cool to see. Uh, certainly r- see the similarities, you know, the doubts that Lamar right. heard. Uh, right. Richardson heard pretty much the same one, so it's nice to see him starting off, uh, you know, outside the injuries on a, on a pretty good note. Now, what's your early impressions on the new head coach? Is it Steichen? Yeah. Shane Steichen yeah, uh, Shane comes Steichen. over, comes over from the Eagles, uh, you know, obviously had great success as the OC there. What's your early impressions on, on Shane Steichen taking over head coaching duties? Yeah. I mean, you're always going to have, it, it, whenever you get a new head coach, there's always kind of that honeymoon period, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I think that goes you know that's for every team same with saturday no no we don't have to get into that no. i mean that's uh look for some fans it was for some fans they they loved that they loved that whole ursay loved it you hey, know ursay ursay loved it he loved it a little too much i think but um but no uh i mean it's been good it's been good it's been uh, he's definitely a guy that is just all ball right like he's the only thing he's focused on is football and, you know, you, you, you've had to deal with the Jonathan Taylor thing, that whole saga. Um, he's had to deal with some injuries, but you can just tell that Steichen's just, he's all ball and he's a really smart guy. I mean, this guy knows how to craft an offensive game plan. He knows how to connect with his players, which I think is huge, um, especially for a guy coming in. Uh, it's a young team, but there are a lot of established veterans, both on the offense and the defensive side. So I think it was important for him to to come in and immediately get you know, that veteran group to buy in, which I think he's done. So mm-hmm. you you hope that Anthony Richardson can stay healthy enough to where they can really get into a rhythm. Um, but no, it's, it's been all, it's been all pretty positive and you know, that's going to happen in the honeymoon phase, but um, this team has been fighting and they, it, it's clear that they're, that they're ready to play for him. Nice. Yeah. I, I think uh, Colts fans should be excited about this guy. I think they yeah. got, they got one and, uh, in him, but now I I, I know I want I want to get to the game, but I got to quickly ask what what do you expect the resolution of the Jonathan Taylor situation to be? Does he ultimately get traded? Is there any chance that they can somehow kind of rekindle this relationship? Yeah, I, it's tough, man, because it's like like I get it, right? Like I get it from Jonathan Taylor's side, especially look at, look at what happened to Nick Chubb. You know what I mean? Brutal. I get it. You got to get your money while you can. You got to get that bag your career as a running back already is shortened compared to other careers. So I get it. But then I also get the, where the Colts are coming from. You know, it's, it's an unstable position. It's a position that does have fragility, more fragility than other positions. And when you look at the Super Bowl winning teams, none of them in, in over the last 10 years have paid big money to the running back position. So you, you kind of see where they're both coming at. Uh, I think both sides now wish it wasn't as public as it was. Um, I think that's really where 
both sides made the mistake both mm-hmm. in, you know, cause uh, Jonathan Taylor got a new agent this off season and his kind of mentality, his philosophy was let's, let's get the public on our side. That didn't really work. Jim Irsay is a very public person. So, you know, Too he's going to go, he's going to go straight to Twitter. Yeah. So, you know, when you're dealing with those two kind of aspects, I, it just, it, it kind of caught fire a lot faster than everybody thought. Um, in terms of rekindling the relationship, I think it's always possible. I think you have two sides that are intelligent. You have two sides that do care about each other. I think Jonathan Taylor probably does care about, you know, I think he cares about his teammates. I think he cares about his coaches. Um, you know, I think he does have a good relationship with Chris Ballard. And I believe Chris Ballard when he says that, that he really cares about Jonathan Taylor, but they also have to make a business decision. So, you know, it's always tough when that happens and and it's hard to not take those things personally. Um, so I think there is a resolution somewhere. I don't know if it happens. I, the Colts have the leverage contractually. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he has to, he has to be physically ready to play before week six. Um, he's eligible to come off after week four, but he has to be, he can't, he has to be active, I think, for six games. If he's not, then his contract tolls. Mm-hmm. And basically, we're right where we were next year. And he, there's no the way spot. he can let that happen. And yeah, just... you're not going to let that happen because then what are you, then what are we talking about? You know what I mean? Because you want to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. Like if that's, if you're really going to, you know, nail your feet into the ground, you're really going to stand your ground. You're probably, if you're not going to get traded, you're going to just play through the season and, and hope you're healthy and, and be a free agent, go somewhere yep. else. But you can't yeah. do that if your contract tolls. So I I think cooler heads will prevail. Whether it's whether it ends in a contract extension, I have no idea. Because it's there's so much unknown about this. And there was a lot of damage behind the scenes. So it's it's a tough situation to gauge. We we'll we'll probably know more, I'd say probably around next week, probably around week four, we'll probably start hearing some reports coming out. But I better Honestly. not see the damn Chiefs trade for him or some. So I'm gonna be yeah. furious if they get. I mean, come uh, that's and it's funny because you know Ballard is very well connected with the Chiefs, but I think oh. he also knows. Like he knows, like if Jonathan Taylor goes to the Chiefs, I mean, that's trouble. What are we doing? You're just helping. You're just helping the enemy. So yeah, that's trouble. Yeah. You know, I think they want they want him. They want him to stay. So yeah. it's it's something that it's going to take a lot of work to come to a resolution. And I don't know what, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if that's just, Hey, you know, prove to us you're healthy for three games and yeah. we'll give you a deal. Or if it's just like, Hey, we're just not going to pay you this year because we got to figure out this offense. We got to make sure everybody gels, which he probably will. But you know, Steichen's a guy that doesn't really, they don't necessarily use a bell cow running back. I know Zach Moss took all the carries and played all the running back snaps last week in his debut coming off a forearm injury, but that was mostly because what they had before him in Deion Jackson. I mean, it was brutal in week one. Was it 14 carries, 15 yards? It was 13 carries for 14 yards. It was brutal. It was, I mean, I think he had like five receptions, but it was, it was just bad. It was just really bad. And then Evan Hall gets hurt. Their, their fifth round pick. So I think you guys need to turn to Jake Funk, the old Turk. Hey, he hey, he got some you know run. I mean? He got some you run a little bit. Look, he's a good special teams guy. They love yeah. him on special teams. So That's my guy, man. Yeah. So guy. um <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I, I really wish I had an answer for you. And I know it's kind of a cop out answer to be like, oh, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I really don't know what's gonna happen. I mean, it's it's kind of a 
we're going to find out at the same time what's going to happen. But I, I think there is a, a chance that they, um, that they, you know, cooler heads prevail and everything. So we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, absolutely. Now, offensively, both teams are dealing with some injuries up front. The offensive line, both teams mm-hmm. are going to be playing this Sunday without their starting center. Uh, it looks, at least from from my vantage point, that Quentin Nelson getting in a full practice today. I assume that he's in line to start. Uh, but w- when you look at their offense, the Colts offense versus the Ravens defense, where do you look at as like, all right, this is an opportunity the Colts to take advantage of and and move the ball and maybe get some points on the board. Do you see an area where the Colts can can find a weakness and take advantage of it? Yeah, I mean, you're probably and it's interesting because the offense isn't going to change a whole lot with Minshew because he's been with Steichen. This is his third year with Shane Steichen um, because he was in Philly the last two years. So it's not going to change a whole lot. Obviously, you're not going to see as many designed runs. Um, You know, he's not Anthony Richardson. Um, so you will still see a lot of RPO concepts, but not necessarily, you know, they're not going to have that, uh, they're not going to have the the quarterback run in there as much. So I think if they're really going to, if they're really going to attack somewhere, they're probably going to have to attack the seams. They're probably going to have to attack the safeties, whether the offensive line is going to give them enough time to do that. I don't know. Um, you know, another, another matchup I think they can look at. I, I really like Brandon Stevens slot corner for the for the Ravens mm-hmm. um but they you know the Colts have a pretty good matchup with Josh Downs he's having a pretty good uh start to the season so I think that's somewhere where they're going to try to really get some quick hitting passes going really get the offense in the rhythm and then um I think that's somewhere where they're probably going to focus especially with that weather you guys are going to have I mean tropical cyclone Kevin unbelievable so you're, you know you're <laughs> it's probably going to be hard to air the ball out so you're going to have to use the yeah. quick passing game and um, and focus on the run. So, you know, the, the guy replacing uh, Ryan Kelly, Wesley French, he's making his first career start. Um, he was an undrafted guy last year. So, you know, we honestly, we have no idea what he's going to look like. He could, mm-hmm. he could be a, uh, you know, a gem. He could be a diamond in the rough, or he could just be, or he could show us why he was undrafted. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how that works, especially because he's not going to be able to make as many, calls at the line kelly's a ryan kelly's a, a veteran he's able to to make changes make calls at the line so that's going to be a big disadvantage for the colts but i could see them trying to attack the seams i can see them you know steichen's always going to try to to make plays down the field um so i i could see them trying to attack the seams and then working working with the slot and working with the quick passing game over the middle too yeah and on the defensive side of the ball obviously i mean at least from my perspective it looks like the front seven is the strength of the colts oh, yeah. defense i mean that 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 uh that front seven has got some some serious talent, and then it's funny too because when like an, a, an outsider would look at this defense and look at the linebacker room and go, oh, it's Shaq Leonard and then the guys. But uh, as far as I know, Zaire Franklin's leading the league in tackles with thirty tackles in two games, which is absolutely insane. So yeah. when you look at this Ravens offense, last week they had a a, a much improved offensive um, yeah. game than they did in Week One against the Texans. Lamar looked absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They, they they limit the Bengals to no sacks. They're airing the ball around. I mean, everything's hitting. What when you look at their the Ravens offense, do you see like what what gets you concerned, and what areas do you think the Colts could maybe get the advantage on? Yeah, so the the big thing for the Colts is they're really going to have to dominate the interior, um, especially um, with Linderbaum out. That's going to be their their big area of focus. And DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart they've been 
They've been coming out the gates hot. They've been really strong. Buckner's been getting a lot of pressure. Grover Stewart's just an absolute animal against the run. So that's really where they're going to have to make sure that they win. And that's not going to be easy, obviously. Um, you know, because I'm a big Gus Edwards fan. I always thought Gus Edwards yeah. has been a very underrated running back. Um, and, you know, you you put him with Lamar and it's always it's always trouble for a defense. But the Colts do that. That's where their strength is, is the front seven and especially on that interior. Now, setting the edge off. I mean, that's every time a team plays Lamar Jackson, setting the edge, containing the edge, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, now, where the where the Ravens are probably going to win and the weather does help the Colts in this instance, uh, their cornerback room is it's very inexperienced. There's some talent in there, but they're very young, very inexperienced. Uh, Dallas Flowers is one of the starters. He was an undrafted guy last year. Um, really fast, really, uh, you know, lengthy and works well, you know, in phase and he can make some plays on the ball, but he also, he hurt his ankle today. He's going to play. Yeah. Yeah. On Friday. So he's questionable. So we have no idea if he's going to play. If he doesn't play the guy replacing him, Darrell Baker, another undrafted guy last year. Um, it's like he the had, opposite of the Eagles defensive line. It's like, yeah. they have all first round picks. You yeah, guys got and all undrafted all, yeah, guys. Yeah, the secondary is just undrafted guys. I mean, even Kenny, even Kenny Moore was undrafted. Um, but yeah, geez, I didn't even think about that. And, and Nick, don't you have the safety out of Utah also? Yeah, um, Julian Blackman. Yeah, yeah. Blackman. he's having a good year. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's playing the strong safety. So he'll, you know, he'll play some some split zone safety. He'll play some in the box. Um, they'll kind of use him all over. And then, uh, but so if, if Darrell Baker's the one starting for Dallas Flowers, mm-hmm. that's gonna be that's gonna be an issue. He had a really he had a good preseason. He looked pretty good, but I mean. The passer rating he's given up over the over these last two games is like in the 120s. I mean, the Ravens are gonna target him and they're gonna win because he's mm. just struggling. He's struggling to he's struggling to stay in phase. He's struggling to make plays on the ball, and then after that, he's struggling to tackle. He's struggling to to make sure that the play stops dead, even if he gives up a reception. So, you know, that's an area that they're definitely gonna attack. Uh, their second round pick, Julius Brents, has been a healthy scratch the first two games. They've kind of been like. You know, he needs more reps. He needs, you know, he's not ready yet. But if Dallas Flowers is out, probably going to have to lean on the rookie a little bit. So that's definitely an area that the that the Ravens are going to – I think it's where they're going to win the game there is because you have – I mean, they're, they're going to run the ball. It's going to happen. Colts have a good front. They'll be able to limit them. But those explosive plays are – it's going to happen, right? And then mm-hmm. I think Zay Flowers against that secondary is going to be – it's going to be kind of a nightmare if he's if he's going up against Darrell Baker and Dallas Flowers because he's just that dude is unbelievable. He's so twitchy. Um, it's, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. His ability to stop. Is, I mean, on a dime. Is net. I mean, full speed and then can stop every corner when he stops. The corners go four steps by him. I mean, it's, he, imbe- it's unbelievable. He's he's, he's incredible. Crazy. I love watching him play. He's so and much the fun. smile. The fu- I mean, you talk about yeah. a guy who loves football. This guy. Yeah. He's playing football when he's sleeping. He's just dreaming yeah. about football. I mean, yeah, he's fun so to watch. It, it, I, to me, tackling is the big thing in this one, Kevin. Yeah. What, how, how are they been tackling? Because the Ravens had a fantastic game of open field tackling against a Bengals team that wanted to get the ball out of Joey Burrow's hands quickly and give right. those guys an opportunity to pick up yak yards. It just they weren't there to be found because the Ravens tackling was just that special. How good is how good has the defense been uh, tackling in space? They've been pretty good. They've been pretty good. They'll have the, you know, they'll have their, their mishaps here and there, 
Kenny Moore's a guy that really, I mean, he's questionable too, but I, I think he's planning on playing. Um, he's a guy that really, he had a really down year last year, but he's turned it on. He's been great. And he, in the open field, I mean, there's pound for pound. There aren't a lot of defenders better than Kenny Moore in the open field. Um, you got him. And then you talk about, like I said, Grover Stewart. He's a, like, he's just a menace. This dude blows up backfields, blows up run plays. And even if he's not directly making the tackle, he's redirecting the runner to the guy setting the edge or to, to DeForest Buckner. Um, and then the two guys on the edge, uh, pay. He's, I mean, he's a, just naturally a really good run defender because he's so athletic and he's so strong. Um, and he's starting to come into his own as a pass rusher. But then on the other side, you got Sam, Samson Abukam, is how you say it. Um, Simon Free Agent. You're practicing he, that in the mirror, dude, Kevin. So oh. much. So much. <laughs> they have so many names. You're like, that's they how have, it's said. They have so many names with like the African, uh, like not dialect, but like origin. Yeah. And it, I mean, you you got to study it, man. Because if you're going to be talking about them, you got to get it right. And I want to oh, get right. it right. You know yeah. what I mean? So, dude, yeah. When they signed him, I I looked at the their little write up on him, and I was like, all right, I gotta get this right. I gotta make sure I say this right, because <laughs> I was saying, uh, I was saying Dio Dangbo's name wrong for like the whole year, his whole rookie year. I was saying Ode Ingbo, and it's Odangbo, and I was like, oh man, I cannot keep going on shows and saying this dude's name wrong. <laughs> um, so yeah, Sam- Samson Abukam, um, he replaces Yannick Ngakwe. And the thing with Ngakwe, you guys know, with, with the Ravens, you know that he was a pretty good pass rusher, but offered absolutely nothing Zero. against the run. Mm-hmm. Abukam's pr- probably not as polished as a pass rusher. He's pretty good. He's still pretty good, very athletic. But he's he's a really good run defender. And I think that's kind of where the Colts have been able to find their identity defensively because now they have two really good edge guys, two really good interior guys. And then you mentioned Zaire Franklin. Mm-hmm. Um, dude has been, I, he's been a dog the last, whatever it is, 20 games since the start of last year. He's been on fire and he's really coming into his own as the Mike. So, you know, he's going to be out there 100% of the time. Leonard is starting to get his way back. He's starting to feel it. And then he'll split some time with EJ Speed, who they re signed this offseason. So that front seven is really, if the Colts are going to stay competitive in this game, it'll be because of the front seven. Yeah, yeah, they're certainly a talented group. Now, what is your prediction? You know that the Tropical Cyclone will be in town. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a tough ass to come to Baltimore anyway, no matter mm-hmm. the situation, but certainly looks like the Ravens uh, are figuring some things out, even with the injuries. What's your prediction on what happens on Sunday? Yeah, it'll be really interesting because the I, both teams are dealing with injuries. Um, the weather's definitely going to play a factor, and I, I, don't, I haven't looked – in the last couple hours, last time I saw the spread was like seven and a half or eight and a half. I think eight and a half. I saw eight it and a half. Mm-hmm. I think the Colts cover. I think the weather's going to help them, and I think the fact that Minshew has so much experience with Steichen that they'll be able to stay competitive, and I think the front seven is going to allow them to stay in the game. Um, but I, I it, it's hard to see them coming with a win. I mean, I. I think what we saw last week with the Ravens offense was them really starting to find their identity and really starting to find a groove. And I think they're going to be able to stay ahead enough. And the fact that they're at home is big. So obviously weather's going to play a factor, but I think I said, I think I said in my, I wrote something earlier and it was like, Oh, 
I think I said like 28, 21, but I'm starting to go back on that because I'm, I don't know if that's that many points is going to be scored. I think it's going to be hard to score in the weather. So that's a lot of touchdowns too. It's a lot of touchdowns. So <laughs> I've, 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 yeah, I've shifted it. It's going to be more probably like, like a 23, 18, something like that. Maybe, maybe something a little less, but I think yeah. it's going to be a competitive game because this team is a lot, they're a lot stronger than we expected them to look. I mean, even in the game against the Jaguars, you know, I they looked competitive and they were very competitive right up until like seven minutes in the fourth quarter. Um, so, and then, you know, they basically dominated the Texans last week, but it's the Texans. So, you know, the Ravens played one of their worst games in recent history and they blew them out by like 16 points. So, uh, you know, that's not a, a huge accomplishment there, but um but this team is 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 better than than a lot of people think, and I think they're going to be in more competitive games, even if they don't win, um, because that secondary is really young, and that's really where the Ravens are going to be able to take advantage. Um, so I would, yeah, I would say something, something along that line of like twenty three eighteen. Gotcha. And you know what's crazy? It's like yeah, touchdowns are going to be hard to come by, but field goals are going to be real hard to come that's, by that's the thing for me the is the field goals. yeah <laughs> because i like the ravens are you're going to be able to move the ball on the ground mm-hmm. and i think the colts offensive line has been playing really really well and you know obviously we'll see what happens without ryan kelly that's that's going to be big but they've been playing really well well at least last week they did they ran the ball really well um and again against the texans so it's kind of a caveat but um i think both teams are going to be able to run the ball it's just a matter of one who turns the ball over. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's a key every week. But like you said, the field goals are going to be. That's going to be interesting because that's that's going to there's going to be a lot of point swings with that. So mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I I don't know if you've checked recently. I I tried to look on that windy app or whatever, and it, it said it was like. I, it, it only told me like 18 on our wins, but I don't know how accurate that thing is. Well, I think that's like the consistent win. So I don't know what the gusts are going to be. The gusts are probably like. going to be like 30 or 40. Yeah, that's what kind of has me where we had the DK put up the weather graphic when we first started. I think it's 69 degrees is the high, but it's 98% chance of precipitation. So it's going to be raining. It's going to be raining and windy. Jeez. And it's going to be windy. So. It's going to be like 10 yeah. to 7. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be something stupid like that. Like everybody's going to yeah. be all muddy and dirty. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see if uh, Tucker the the goat can even kick in the, those type of conditions. Hey, it's gonna be if anybody yeah. can, he can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't, don't sleep on Matt Gay though. Matt Gay's pretty good now. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's better than Rodrigo Blankenship. Oh that's God. for sure. Uh, yeah, we, don't get, we don't have to get into that. And and last question, and you can only give me just the team name since okay. you cover both the Colts and the Giants. They're both in an interesting stage. Who wins if they play each other? Oh, dude. Is Anthony Richardson healthy? <laughs> oh, man. I, I think I'm going to say no because you know I, I say yes, you'll pick the Colts. My heart really wants to go with the Giants. <laughs> They're a mess. They're so bad right now. They're so bad. That and I love line, Wink, but what the – stop blitzing. Dude, and that <laughs> offensive line is so bad. I mean – so bad. Look, I know Nick Bosa is a dog. I know he's elite. That off that Evan Neal is struggling, man. That <laughs> looks bad. Hargrave took that right guard and just dude removed it's him. So from the like, I was I was so excited coming into the season to watch the Giants, and it's so quickly. I'm just back to like my 2017 to 2021 
<laughs> mindset where it's like this team's just gonna get dog walked every single week. It's but, a tough one. Uh, it, dude, it, yeah, Thursday night was tough. That was, I mean, I, I was kind of expected though because the 49ers are really good this year. But starting off 40 to nothing against Dallas, 60 to nothing to start the year. Let me tell you what, we were stressing. <laughs> We were stressing against the Six Cardinals. Orders down sixty Dude, to nothing. Holy we were watching out because I watched the game with my brothers. They 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 live about twenty minutes away, so they always come over for all the games on Sunday. And it was twenty to nothing at halftime. We were like, all right, well, we're getting Marvin Harrison Jr. Cool. That's all right. We're fine with that. I think the Cardinals owner came down and kicked the door. Yeah, yeah he's like, was like, hey, you guys, you guys are relax. supposed to lose. Yeah, like, you got to relax a little bit. What the Too hell? Much fire in their gut, man. Exactly. But Kevin, thanks so much for joining us. Why don't you let everybody know where they can find all your work? Yeah, you can uh, you can find me on Twitter or X, whatever it's called, at Kevin Hickey 11 um, at Coltwire, coltwire.usatoday.com. And yeah, that's about it. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us so much. Appreciate Anytime. it, as always. Uh, enjoy the game, and uh, hopefully Thank the you. weather wherever you're at yeah. is better than it will be here. Make, make sure y'all stay safe, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's always a blast, and I'm always very appreciative of uh, the time you give me. Oh, absolutely. Thanks so much. Talk to you later. All right. Yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be uh this is going to be a game where the weather could play an absolute big big part. But look, if 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 all things go, I think the Ravens are the more more talented team. I think they're the team that's ready to compete for the biggest the biggest uh, on the biggest stage. They're going to ready to compete for championships. I don't think the Colts are quite there yet. Uh but I do think that you know, th- this is a team that still has talent and can still scare you if the ball bounces their way, if the weather plays a role that, you know, benefits them for whatever reason. If the ball slips out of a hand, you just never know what can happen uh, in this rainy, these rainy games. So I wouldn't say go into this game thinking it's a slam dunk. I would say the Ravens are certainly the, the team that should win, but this is in, this is in no way a guarantee. Uh, but obviously an AFC game is is important, whether it's in the north or or outside of it. So, so we're going to be hoping and rooting for the Ravens like crazy, but that's it for us tonight. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We uh, went a little bit longer than we typically would go going an hour and 20, but um, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Thanks so much for joining us. We will be back right after the game. So as soon as the game is over, come back right here. You will see us live again to break down all the good, the bad, the ugly, hopefully, I guess I should say, as long as the power is still on, because what they're, they're saying is it could get a little bit, A little bit shaky here, but that's it for me tonight. Guys, have a good night. Enjoy the game, and we'll talk to you after. See you. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.